Happy yeah. birthday, man. Thank yeah. you, brother. Happy birthday. Thank you, man. Thank you. Happy birthday. Two days before. 48. St. Patrick's Day. The first 48. I, I was listening to that episode. Oh, can uh, we name it? What's that? This, the podcast. Oh, the first somebody 48. really is uh, feeling themselves on their birthday. <laughs> name that shit I after like me. That, <laughs> can we name like it shit after Yeah. (laughs) This is another episode of Decoding 40. This is Mac, a.k.a. Mr. Raw, making all your fantasies come true. This is L.O., live from BK, but residing in Harlem. What's up, it's your boy Vin, a.k.a. Vinny Pugazi, master of impressions. Yo, what's up, this is Hour, and I'm talking directly into the mic. Welcome to the stage, guys. <laughs> uh, I just do heroin. That sounds gross. No, y'all just trying to play me out. No, I'm being a pro- <laughs> What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another exciting episode of Decoding 40. My name is Mac, a.k.a. Mm, fuck, damn. Mm. That's a lot more breath. Give him a breathe with that. (laughs) (laughs) Shit won't start. It's revving, but it won't start. Shit. I got too much juice in my battery. You don't flood the engine, bro. You flood the carburetor already. You flood the carburetor. You got to let that shit sit there for a time. You smell that gas? You smell that gas? Boy, don't flood the carburetor. That's what you did. Hit it with a hammer. Hit it with a hammer. Once you flood that carburetor, it's over. You got to flood the carburetor. You got to wait. 20 minutes it's you gotta wait. It's a cop right with a hammer. All right. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Mac, a.k.a. Mr. Rock, and I'm here with my main man. This is your boy, Ello, Ello, a.k.a. They Know, They Know in the building. <laughs> What's up, man? It's your boy, Vin, in the building, the on-vacation Puerto Rican. Ah. What's up? Birthday hour. is in the building. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yes. Happy birthday. birthday. Happy birthday, Alaric. This Thank is Alaric's birthday show. Excited about it. <laughs> Literally. Literally. There are, there are two celebrations tonight. My birthday and Decoding 40's birthday. Is that today? Mm. Oh, that is right. Yeah. This yeah. is our two-year anniversary. Wow. It's show anniversary. Anniversary. I didn't realize it was two Do years. Do you know what, what today the, is? The reason, okay, so the debate was before we launched the podcast was do we launch on Wednesday, which was the 13th, or do we launch oh on Friday? God. I remember. And we ended up releasing on Friday. Yes. Ah, onto the world I, we released. I, I don't remember why we released on Friday. There was some there was some piece of data that told me we should release on Friday or some shit. I don't remember what. No, your data it. said Wednesday. Yeah, it's like Wednesday, we Thursday. Well, my but, data said Wednesday. Read, and y'all was like, read, 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 I was like, fuck your right data. Fuck your data. Fuck your data. No, 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 as a matter of fact, that's what it was. You it said that there was no yes, there was no distinguishable difference between us dropping on Wednesday or Friday. And we said, okay, well, let's drop on Friday. 
And he was like, oh, you niggas don't know what to do. I'm the executive producer. And you dumb, 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 dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds about right. It sounds about right. Oh, right. shit. And, and okay, wow. living but, with that decision for two years. But, <laughs> but you know what? The reason we and didn't here we drop are. on Wednesday is because we were not ready. Mm. Yeah. There was no podcast ready. We, the yeah. edit wasn't done until yeah. Friday. Yeah. That could be. We were like, Nas, is the album done? Listen. Um, it's still halftime. <laughs> <laughs> it's still, that's the name of the episode. It's still halftime. Yeah, still halftime. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, Rick, what's going on in your life, birthday boy? Talk to us. Hey, Welcome man, back. I, you fresh from I L.A.? A, yes. I had, a, I had a great day. I came back late last night. And uh, so I didn't see the kids woke up this morning and I got the best greeting possible on your birthday. It's like the kids were just so excited to see me because they, they didn't expect to see me the first thing in the morning to be the first person they see in the morning. So that was a that was a great uh, little gift. Dropped them off to daycare and to school, came back. The wife had the day off. So we kind of chilled around the house and uh, had some breakfast and uh, she went out and got me some 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 Italian food from one of my favorite places and then uh, my wife and my daughter made me a cake. It's the ugliest cake. Oh, one of the ugliest cakes I've ever seen. But it was delicious. That means it's delicious. Mm. That means it's delicious. Ugly Look, cakes I, are very good. Yes, uh, I am. I am so proud of my wife because this is a this is the first time she's ever baked a cake. And uh, it was delicious. was it a round cake? Was it a square cake? It was. It was a round cake. Squarish. It was round, but there was a little uh, indentation in the center. Uh, I'm not sure what happened to it uh, there, but uh, again, probably, it was delicious. And I'm, too soon. I opened. The is oven. that what happened? Well, I opened the oven too many times because she was nervous. Uh, yeah, probably. I went the out to the liquor store. Indentation was meant that. for your uh, for your glass of whiskey. That's what the indentation oh. was for. <laughs> this is where you pour the rum. Mm. But you know, it was it was delicious, and um, I I am very proud of both of them. Um, my wife and uh, and my daughter for <laughs> baking that cake. You know, I'm picturing your daughter taking it out the oven while your wife is like, "I don't know what to do." <laughs> <laughs> she probably was like, "I got this, mommy." <laughs> right, I, and I say that just because she was so like self aware when when I met her at the uh, the I guess it was the birthday party. Yeah, she's she's not a she's not a cook. She's she's not a she's definitely not a baker. Um, and you know, she said, fuck it. I'm going to try it. So I'm proud of that. She did a good job. Good for her. The cakes don't have to be pretty. They just have to be delicious. Only have to be edible. You're right. That's right. So yeah, you know, Cali was cool. It actually was colder in Los Angeles than it was in New York. You guys mm-hmm. were enjoying 60, high sixties weather. Mm-hmm. And it was like fifties tops in LA. It was cold. We were shooting in this old theater, which was essentially an icebox. It was like it's like trying to work in a refrigerator <laughs> because you couldn't have the heat running while we were shooting because of the noise and stuff like that. So that part was not fun. And they're all outdoor dining, nothing indoors. So it's cold. You have to eat outside. So I basically stayed in my room most of the time. Well, and, uh, it reminds me, yeah. uh, one time I went to L.A., it was freezing here in New York. So, you know, I'm thinking going to L.A. for some great weather, torrential rain the entire weekend. Wow. Mm. 
And it doesn't happen in LA, but once every exactly. 20 years. Exactly. Right. That's what's up. So <laughs> I heard a very interesting conversation that I've Good never yeah, thank you. <laughs> that I that I've never really heard before. So apparently there was some conflict between a passenger and a flight attendant. This is before we left the gate. There was some conflict between a passenger and a flight attendant. I didn't hear what what happened between them, but I heard the conversation between the the head flight attendant and the flight attendant that had the issue with the passenger. And it just sort of brought to light how much power the flight attendants have to decide whether you are going home on this plane or you are going on the next plane. Because uh, the head flight attendant was like, well, how rude was he? Like, it was that thin of a line. Like, Mm. if she felt like you were being a little too sassy, you were off the flight. But she was like, oh, he wasn't rude. He was just a little bit demanding. And then the flight, the flight, the lead flight attendant was, well, how do you feel about that? Wow. It was, it was that close. Like you were on the line. So, Give me a reason. Give me a reason to kick him off the plane. Give me a reason. That's what she sounded like. <laughs> really? Yeah. She, she was, was ready, ready to and willing to pull yeah. that trigger. Yeah. I, I, I feel like they might enjoy of, that a little bit. I think yeah. there's a lot of flight attendants that are on the edge right now with that. Like, okay, point and shoot and we can get you put off yeah. the plane. I think they might enjoy that a little bit. They get to flex their muscles. Flight attendants, gate agents, waiters, chefs. These job titles fall into the bucket of people I don't fuck with. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Leon, definitely. you just don't like to have, you, you don't like that they have too much power over you. No, 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 no. Yeah. no, no. If some, like someone that, that, who has mm. control over my food or me being able to leave an airport on time, there's a lot of leeway in what they can say to me. <laughs> yeah. Especially if they be at home. They on. get a lot of runway. Yeah, they, got, no. they got a lot of runway. I feel like I'll the flight attendant can walk up there, walk up on Leo like, hey, little nigga, listen, I got a question for you. You know, what's And normally is, he would just call the attorney general and pretty get much. You fucked up. You know, I'm, I'm doing that once is, I land. If, if, if they get to talking to you at the fucking desk, if two of them bitches is talking to each other while they typing, and you, all you hear is a typing, and they looking and they whispering, you're fucked, son. You're getting a flight. <laughs> you're going to go. You're going to get on. They're going to put a flight where you connect through Istanbul, nigga. You got to fly through Yo, Istanbul. When you go I don't, I don't understand. Y'all. I am so nice to waiters and, and, and uh, flight attendants. So, like, overly nice. Because I know how hard their job is. Like, mm-hmm. I can only imagine how hard their job is. And I always get extra shit because I'm super nice to them, and I tip well. I have had no smoke with any flight attendant or, or any waiter. Wait, you tip flight attendants? No, I'm just saying. I'm, oh. I tip waiters. I'm like, you're doing a little flight. too much there, sir. No, 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 I'm no, like, no. nigga, who are you, fucking Listen, daddy? I was, I was, hey, <laughs> hey, 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 honey, take on. this. Hey, <laughs> you <laughs> <sweaty dad. laughs> Squeezing $20 into her <laughs> flight attendant jacket. Come on, no. stop it. Come here, you no, no, with no. the fucking sweet tits. Come here, sweetie. I got a nice 20 for you. I was Here you go, honey. Slapping I was coming. Asses. I was coming from Greece, and we were stuck on the air on the runway for like two hours, and I was frustrated. And the woman had come through, and you know how they come through with the snacks or whatever. And they have these cookies called Biscoff, delicious. These cookies is my favorite thing on the air. It's one of the reasons I fly Delta. I like the Biscoff. That sounds like a pause. <laughs> it might be. And so <laughs> I'm sitting in the seat and chatting it up with the uh, flight attendant who's sitting in the. The, the, the travel Wait, seat. Did you, did you get a second and, happening in them Biscoff's cookies? Wait a minute. Hey, 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 let me get to that. He so did, I'm like, hey. I was like, 
she pissed yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm like, I'm like, oh, this is so frustrated and frustrated, whatever, whatever. But I love Delta. I'm a big fan. I love these Biscoffs and oh, this flight is so long. And we were so nice and we were talking about where she was from and her kids and her husband and all this stuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Wait, what were they doing? Bust off. Pause. Bust in your mouth. So, <laughs> no, just so she had to clean your face. So she had to go do her rounds, and I was so aggravated. And I come back, and the woman hands me a white bag, and I'm like, "This is a drug deal on a plane." She was like, "These are for you. Thank you for being a customer of Delta, and thank you for your loyalty. We appreciate it, and I hope you have a great trip." And she and cut. That was a great yeah. commercial, sir. Not yo, yo, Delta. How you get paid off in crackers? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got paid off in biscoffs, a little, a she little carton of milk, big ass bag. She gave me a big ass bag of underpants. Bag. She's like, you like these shits? <laughs> <laughs> you like these hard ass white people cooking? <laughs> trying to get rid of these for weeks. Shows up, right? Thank God. Time out, time out. You were stuck on the tarmac for two hours. And your remuneration was cookies. A bag of cookies. <laughs> she, 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 well, What's I wrong mean, with this picture? I definitely got a couple of free drinks, but I absolutely could have gotten nothing, and they gave me some cookies. Oh. So, Well, you would have impressed us with the free drinks. Yes. Yeah, the cookies, no. Like not so much. Yeah, I got a couple of free drinks, but cookies was a good was a good look. And uh, mm. yeah. She gave me some cookies. But, but I told her how much I liked the cookies. She gave she me went, some milk and, and she, cookies. She went, she went out of her way to give it to me. Anyway. She said, here you go, you little bear. I've got some cookies. I know you like them, don't you? Come on. Eat them for me, big bear. All right, so bro. Go ahead. So go ahead. So go ahead, Rick. So you was on the plane. I came home. I'm happy to be home. It was a, it, Eight days away from home feels like a very long time now. Right now, eight days I'm away from home, home would be like a vacation. I need I need a break. I was going to say, you know what's funny? It's like... um just because of work protocols, you have to quarantine for three days in the hotel, which certainly sounds like a vacation when you got two toddlers at home. I was going to say, it's like black you, people job. Just black people job. You get three three days, you get paid for free. What? That's not, I don't know. I don't know what that has to do with black that, people. That might have been Why so racist. To black it went completely over my head. I, I'm not <laughs> sure either, but somehow I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, some reason, I'm just, I don't like it. Just take it as disrespect. Like, I don't I'm even getting, know I'm what getting, you said, but we're going to take it as disrespect. I'm getting paid to work for free. Introducing Archibald <laughs> Bunker. That's right. You, you have to quarantine for the first three days, and then you test out on the fourth day. One day, you're fine. But day two and three, when you can't leave your hotel room, it's kind of maddening. Yeah, like, it's like being in a fucking cell, yo. Basically, it does feel That's like fun. that, except your cell does have a robe and fine linens <laughs> and cable television and high speed. And you're, you're there and, by yourself. delivery. As he clicks the remote, oh my God, if I have to look at these four <laughs> walls again, what's on HBO? <laughs> you know, and then you have life. your. Oh my God! And and then you I'm get a per diem. Up. Did you get a Did you get a per diem? So you, <laughs> you pay for food every day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you get a per diem. So oh, so what's on this uh, menu? I don't know what I'm gonna order. So mad fish and chips from Uber Eats. Mm. Yeah, and there's no there's no there's no room service, so you got to order from like Uber Eats or or uh, or Seamless or Grubhub. Mm. Ah, first world problems. Uh, I know. Uh, 
It's terrible. Yo, this is Vincent, a.k.a. Many Voices. Hey, what's up? This is Alaric, and I'm speaking directly into the mic. This is Mac, a.k.a. Mr. Rourke, making all your dreams come true. This is Hello. Thank you for listening to Decoding 40. Make sure that you follow us. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Do we tweet? A little bit. We tweet. We tweet. All right. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter. No Snapchat at all. And go to www.decoding40.com. Make sure you sign up so you can keep following us. Thank you for listening to Code and Party, <laughs> goddammit. No. So what's up with you, Al? What is up with me? Um, I got I to gotta pull a Rick. I'm working on this project that I cannot talk about, but it's pretty exciting and uh, it should be launched in a couple of weeks now. So I've been working on it for the last 10 months and it's uh, finally going to come to fruition. So uh, very excited. Um, you very excited? I'm very excited. You very excited? <laughs> Yeah. Con- congratulations congratulations sir thank you sir thank you sir <laughs> i'll send you all a sample because i'll need your testimonies okay, okay. So, so. Well, now i know what it is so sperm yeah, bank. you know uh, <laughs> <laughs> gonna give all of us a sample since i got all this extra <laughs> i'm gonna send all of you a sandbank taste it and tell me how, tell me what you think and all right <laughs> five stars <laughs> A little I don't milky, even want to be in that but, <laughs> I know, right? But I'm glad you you kind of uh, touched on the Willie voice. That reminded me last night I was watching the United States versus Billie Holiday, mm. and like, first of all, the movie is amazing. Andra Day is. I was tuned into her, but I have not been really tuned in her. This young lady is phenomenal mm. in that role. Because whenever you think of Lady Lady Day, I was I, I wanted to give her her nickname. Whenever you think of Lady Day, there's two people that I think of, and that's Diana Ross mm-hmm. and obviously Willie Strings. And the <laughs> <laughs> obvious obviously Willie obviously, Strings. Obviously. <laughs> it was just well written, it was well acted. Uh, I just I loved every moment of it. So that's my quick movie recommendation. Um other than that, it has been relatively mild week which i'm very happy for i did get out on those uh warm days oh and the other thing um my wife and i we took the boys uh back to that spot i was telling you guys about and if you're going to go you need to make a reservation soon because they're going to repurpose the space and they're going to take the cabins down so yeah did they, so, did they give a date for that sometime in april okay so you soon. know try to book right now yeah and the only reason we got a quick reservation is because her cousin apparently is a serial uh reservationist on the same day so we took that one um only downfall is and they said it was the first time it happened i think i mentioned last time you can only pay uh, on your phone and all the transactions are done via phone the system went down so you couldn't order any food and you couldn't pay for anything so it was just kind of jacked up we were sitting there for like 20 30 minutes but that's first world problems mm. so um, everything free everything free no they can't even uh, however they have it set up they can't even transact to give it to you and then you know Make allow you to pay for it later. Yeah, other than that, man, it's been very cool. I'm ready to get back outside. I'm even more inclined to get this vaccine now that I was out on Saturday and was like, yo, I really want to be out. Mm. Oh, you know what I did want to talk about? These black folk that have so much information on terms of what's happening in in, in our shadow government, I'm starting to call them Cuba Negroes. Not QAnon, <laughs> but Cuba Negroes. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Now that's funny. Oh I'm, shit! Hold I'm, on, hold on. You got to mail. You got to mail that in an envelope back to yourself. You get the poor man copyright on that one. No, 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 no. Cool. I gave that to the world. Flourish, Cuba, flourish, Cuba, flourish, flourish. Um, 
Oh shit. So uh unfortunately, um Hagler, the the boxer, uh passed away over the weekend. Yeah. And Tommy Hearns put on his Instagram that Hagler was in the hospital due to complications with his vaccine. So I go, I, I didn't really know much about it, but I go on to Clubhouse and the first title that I see is Hagler dies of vaccine. Mm. And I was like, how irresponsible is this? And I could not figure out a way to report this room. But I'm like, and then I go in the room and they're talking like, you know, that one person asks, has this been confirmed? And the moderator goes nuts and says, why would I name this room if I didn't know for certain? And I'm thinking to myself, were you the doctor that was treating Hagler? Like, how you know, would you, you know how know many that? memes I saw before right. I made this room? I thought that I seen about 10 confirmation memes. <laughs> right. And about, right. And about six memes. And about six gifs. <laughs> right. So all the, the gifs all reported the same thing. Yes. So if anything, I could caution you all, please stop listening to these retarded people oh, or yeah, ridiculous yeah. people. I don't want to say retarded, ridiculous people. Yeah, I can with it's, that. It's Al. out of control. It's absolutely out of control. Q and Negroes. Absolutely. I like that shit. That's fucking funny. And that's all I got. That's up with you, Vin. Uh, everything's good, man. I'm on vacation this week. Thank God. I went down to, well, first Friday, I went out with the with the family and went to Cuban Pete's. Ate some food over there. That shit had my my stomach bubbling. So I'm not fucking with them for a minute. I think the nigga put a root on my food, man, personally, because my stomach felt like there was two, there were like two trolls inside of my stomach with knives, and they weren't even hitting each other. They just was hitting the lining of them of my stomach with their sharp the blades. Did the rest of the family get sick? Nah, they didn't. That's why I think the nigga put some voodoo mm-hmm. on me because I gave him a bullshit tip because his service sucked dick, man. But it you was, was horrible. Talking about you, you was talking crazy to him. You can't. This is what I wasn't you're talking. talking about. You can't I talk wasn't crazy talking. To your waiter. I was your... not talking crazy to him. I never this talked. This is crazy what I'm talking about. This is exactly what I'm talking. This is what about. We just I never. Said. I never so why, spoke. Why crazy. would he put? Why would he put a word on your food? Because I gave him a bullshit tip. Because I was before ignoring you. Him. Ate? I want, before you. No. Ate? After. After. They, listen. He put something on me. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm saying, <laughs> if the tip came after he already ate the food, that's what I'm telling him. It's something he said to him. It don't matter, right? The shit he got probably, me sick. He, he probably looked at you and was like, "He's gonna give me a bad tip." Mm-hmm. Yo, let I, me put I, my balls on his porch. <laughs> yo, I, listen, I I was on my way home. That's Happy amazing, birthday, sick. nigga. Yo, you had, a hairy, you had a hairy Cuban balls uh, rubbed on your chicken breast. He's like, you are, you're going to give me a bad tip anyway. So here you're I'm going to give you something in your platanos. Nah, my stomach was fucked up, man. Scrotum. <laughs> my stomach was fucked up. And then um, Saturday, I went down to Maryland. Shout out to my man, Mike. Shout out to my man, Kyle, man. They, yo, we had a great time. Went to the fucking range. Down in Maryland, um... They have outdoor ranges that are sponsored by the by the state. So you basically go to this place. It's in the woods, pretty much in a park. You pay like a five dollar donation and then you get like a temporary license to shoot on that premise on that on those premises. And you just get to shoot and you wait. You get an hour to shoot. It's like an honor system. You know what I mean? You set up your targets. It was fun, man. I got a chance to finally shoot my rifle. I bought that motherfucker was loud as shit. It was like the loudest thing on the range because in New Jersey, you can't have like flash suppressors and things of that nature on your barrel to, to kind of quiet it. So that shit was like flaming out. But um, I had modified something on the barrel. So it was, I had fun with it. The shit was f- shooting smooth. 
And then my pistol, man, I had to send my Ruger back because the shit jammed up. I was like shooting and then it's supposed to reset. The bullet's supposed to come in the chamber. That shit was getting stuck. So I only got to shoot the Ruger about two or three times before I had to put that shit back, back away and take the bullets out. Yeah, you were about I went two to the- steps from, this is my Ruger. This is my gun. I have Yo. no other friends other than this. <laughs> Yo, it was fun. <laughs> it's it's exhilarating, man. It's so exhilarating to go out there and, and bust your gun sometimes. And then went to this fucking, yo, I went to, like, if you've ever had a, a, a thought of a Southern gun store in your head, that's exactly where I went to <laughs> on Saturday afternoon because we dropped the guns off. We went, to, yeah, we went to this gun store. Everybody in the gun store had a gun on them, on their hip, <laughs> right? And everybody, all white, all white boys in there. They was all right, though, because they was very informative. Yo, my boy was asking questions. Mike's asking dude questions. And dude just goes in the back and brings out his own rifle that he has with him at the store. He's like, yeah, uh, I, I modified this right here. I put a, I put a hairpin trigger on this one. I did I had put the curry soda, uh, uh, paint on the outside of it. Yo, this it was a nice looking gun. I'm like, yo, this dude, not only does he have a side on, but he brings his rifle to work with him. So this shit was like the, they had an actual fucking machine gun. They had an M60 for sale and they had some shit that you actually could like put in your front yard. <laughs> it was like some World War II shit. Yo, they, that, that place was the epitome of, yeah, come in there if you want to and talk some shit, you will leave their shot. Every even the lady behind the counter, old lady behind the counter, had a thirty eight on her hip. She wasn't playing. So that was my weekend, man. And uh, now I'm back here and, with you guys. And and meanwhile, I'm defending myself with a butter knife. All right, uh, I feel so much safer now. Uh, thank you so so much for that. Yeah, you live in New uh, York, man. So I know. Can't get shit. I'm glad. I, I'm glad. I, I'm glad I live in a gated community, even though our security is bullshit. Um, but shout out to them because they they do make an effort. It's not them. Hey, you. Yeah, you, Dakota 40 fan. You got a problem with us? Give us a call. 608-618-4040. Tell us how you really feel. You might end up on the show. We double, triple fucking dare you. Fuck out of here. So what's going on with me, man? I'm I'm still on daddy duty. I'm learning how to manage uh, my life with no sleep, which has been fascinating. <laughs> I don't know if any of you have ever been on daddy duty, got three, three hours sleep or two and a half hours sleep rolled over into a zoom meeting. Um, but yeah. it's exhilarating. I've done that twice. It's exhilarating. <laughs> hey y'all. Uh, yeah. So if you see on the spreadsheet in line three, that's like my real life right now. So that's been a lot of fun. I've been doing that. I did an experiment this week that I want to share with everybody. I am a person who gets a ton of email. Like I get an obnoxious amount of email. And I had 93,000 unread emails. I figured out how to get them to zero. I have zero emails in my email box. I have zero unread nothing in my email box. How did you do this? How did you do this? I thought somebody would be interesting. Thank you, Rick, for being the blurred in the room. Appreciate you. Um, there is a, I have 46,000 unread emails. Tell me brother, how you did it. I'm going to help you out. I'll send you a link. But if every, anybody is interested in doing this, um, it takes a little, you have to retrain your brain about how you think about your email. But the majority of your email is, it, and, and again, I'm, I'm basing this if you use Gmail, right? So um, the majority of your email that comes in, you're going to delete. So I would say 70% of your email, you're going to delete. 
about 20% of your email, you're going to read it later. There's probably a very small amount of your email that you actually have to take action on or that's priority emails. So there's a system, if you look up on YouTube, called Inbox Zero. And it's basically about how do you keep your email at zero all the time? And I cannot tell you guys, I did this, I did this last week and I've been trying to maintain it. How much less stress is in my life because I'm not in my email every five minutes? So Gmail allows you to create these filters and all that. So you filter out all the newsletters and nonsense and you put that in a folder. You create another one that's like priority, like the stuff you need to get on. Stuff you're waiting on, you put in another folder. And stuff you just want to like read through or you're interested, like, oh, this is something I want to check out. You put in another folder. Everything else, you delete or archive. Everything else. But the hard part is doing it the first time because you need to take, you're not going to read those 70,000. How many emails you got, Rick? I have 46,000. How many you got? How many you got, uh, Leon? I'm probably in the 70 range, but I'm not going to do it. I did that uh, with my work email two years ago, and I use that same process, um, but I'm not going to do it for my personal. It's so liberating. I'm so, and I've done it before. I have done this process before, but I've done, I did it again this time, and it's been, it's great. It's great. So once you do it, it, you're right. You do feel liberated. It, it's like I could put my phone down and I'm not worried about it. The only problem I have with having so many unread emails is that sometimes between all of the junk, I get something that's important that I that I miss. And that's the shit that stresses me out. Well, I think what I did was I cut off like three months. Because right. if I didn't take any action on it in 90 days, then this, this <laughs> it's probably not that important. Hmm. Or it's lost. Or it's lost. Yeah, or it's lost. So, so 90 through, days, older than 90 days, you just delete it. Anything? No, you archive that, it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I, I deleted a lot because it was work email. So I was like, if someone did not say anything in 90 days, then there's there's no reason for me to keep it. And if it is important, it'll pop back up because they'll say, oh, you didn't take any action on this. I'm pretty sure I have an unread email from 2012. Oh, easy. <laughs> yeah, but you're not. <laughs> but but, but are, you, are you ever going to find it? No, I'm, am I gonna ever gonna look for it? Right, right. No. So take all. We emails. contacted you on 2012 <laughs> about this, and you never told us. So you're not gonna get the million dollars that you wanted, sir. <laughs> That's so just that any, anything older than three months. Archive that joint so you don't delete it. It's still sitting there. You can find it if you want. Anything after that, you go through. You go through the last 90 days. You put it through the system. That's it. You get an empty email box. It is not, I can't tell you what it's like is you have zero unread or you have, you have zero to deal with. It's nothing. It's just, this was a good experiment. I, I have actually, in the last two weeks, I've gotten really super organized and it's kind of scary. Like I have all my meeting notes. I have all my email is at zero. I know exactly everything I'm doing for every day for the next five days. It's, it's kind of frightening, but it's nice because I have a lot of my time back. I, I literally got up today and I was like, wow, I got three things to do today and then the rest of my day free. And I almost didn't know what to do with it. So that was it. That was it. <laughs> this motherfucker is sleep deprived and he's losing his mind. Mm. He he thinks he has zero emails. In this <laughs> <laughs> in all actuality, I got 118,000. No. You're only looking at the last number. <laughs> this, this nigga, is, he's sitting in front of the computer sleep like this, like... Eyes <laughs> wide open. Eyes wide open and shit. Oh, the zero he sees is a, is is a, is his eyeball and shit in the mirror. Hey. <laughs> yeah. So I it's, it's, I, it's I saw this movie recently called the the Mur- Mauritanian, 
uh, the Maritanian. Um, and it's about this guy who ends up in uh, Guantanamo Bay and the sleep de- deprivation torture that they put him through. Mm. I know that's what the baby's doing to you right now. I'm sure it feels like that. Uh, it, it doesn't. It does. We actually we, we got a good little thing going on. It's like, you know, it's like mom goes to sleep like 10, 11 o'clock and we, we like, all right, what's on the news? We get a little news going on. I have my whole content planned out for the night. So it's nah. one title. How many hours of sleep did you get last night? Uh, last night or in, in total? Because last, <laughs> last night. Yeah, exactly. Last, last <laughs> night I got about five. Last week. No, no, no. Last <laughs> night I got about five. And then this five is a lot. About, so this is good, right? And then she's only three months old. And then last, and then this morning, after my wife took over, I got about another three or four, and missed the whole, missed a whole ass meeting. Slept through a whole ass. Oh, meeting. Okay, okay, there you go. How, how many drops of Nyquil are you, are you giving her? No, none, none, none. Just, just good old got, hot. Just good old. Uh, giving that baby promethazine, milk. boy. What's wrong with you? <laughs> giving a scissor, right? No, 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 nah, yeah, no, no. It's good. It's, it's good. It's good. It's good. No, she's just, she's, she's just, you know, growing up too fast. So that's it. You know, work is good. Baby, good. I'm good. It's good. Everything's good. I drink to that. Shit, I drink to anything. But I drink to that it's still my first drink. It's Rick's birthday. The night is ju- the night is young, my friend. The night it's is young. It, and the ramble good. can come and play. <laughs> I even shaved. I shaved. At Look, any time. Yeah. And it's two days before my Irish eyes start calling <laughs> you. I'll when is St. Patty's Day? of whiskey in two days. Okay. Two days? Oh, I Give me some whiskey and a redhead and some more whiskey. <laughs> I meant to order some scotch. I forgot. I'll have some it. potato and leeks and some other ground fruit or vegetable. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wh- who's the, what was the angry uh, leprechaun that she did one time? Yeah. Shiver me, fucking timbers. Get your fucking hands off me. You black bastards. You have me trapped in this goddamn show. Oh, shiver me, timbers. Oh. Lucky charm cereal. Oh shit! Shout out to the Irish. Man. Yeah, there was a yeah, there was a whole character that he did uh, when we were doing the thirty three percent thing. Yeah, I spent I spent the while I was uh tr- you know driving down back and forth to Maryland. I I just listened to all, all episodes of us, man, and it's a lot of characters back then. And I got I got to go back and uh, try to bring them back. Listen, if you are if you are a regular listener of us and you haven't gone back and listened to the first at least ten episodes. From the beginning to see how we've grown and we've matured and, and how our funny has changed. I don't know what the hell you're doing, but that's it. Make sure you go do that two year celebration. We should do a contest. What's the contest we're doing? We should we should know. we should give we should give away a thousand we should give away a thousand dollars of liquor. A thousand dollars of liquor. Who the fuck's gonna uh, give a thousand dollars? Speak for yourself. I'm talking no, about no, a fifty dollar gift card. Fifty dollar gift card from Amazon. So 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 here's here's what we'll do. Here's what we'll do. We'll give them a, we'll give them a they got to take a quiz and the quiz has got to tell us you got to get it perfectly right. You got to get it perfectly right. And we'll select everybody who gets it perfect. Answer, answer 20 questions. It's been two years. Answer 20 questions about the coding 40. I'm not, even, answer, I'm not I'm even not giving away no fucking thousand dollars of liquor. No, I said I could be drinking. Then I'm going to win that. <laughs> you are not eligible. <laughs> and neither are any of our spouses. Children, sure cousins, 
or close friends. Well, then nobody's uh, no nobody's eligible because that's all. <laughs> he like he like he like who the fuck is who is who is Cleon Clawthorn? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I'm gonna be writing O L in my uh, entry uh, box. Yeah. <laughs> First name O, last name L. Oh, shit. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening. If you're enjoying this episode, and I'm sure you are. Be sure to catch the guys for Decoding 40 After Dark every Monday night at 11 p.m. if you're on the East Coast and 8 p.m. if you're on the West Coast. Streaming live on Facebook and YouTube, it's the same shit, just live. Decoding 40 After Dark. So Leon sent over this very interesting essay about uh, Black males having privilege. It's it's really, really long and it's got a lot of things. So I just wanted to, to everyone to take uh, three different items and and talk about it, but basically what she is saying, uh, the writer is uh, Jewel Woods from the Renaissance Male Project, that Black men have privileges that Black women do not have, that we don't address, and that we enjoy, which she's likening to white privilege. And so she created a, a checklist that Black males have, and we could talk about it. So I can read some or everybody can speak on it, but I, I'll, Leon, I'll, I'll let you jump in. Well, I, I just wanted to add a little bit of nuance to what you said. She wasn't necessarily, necessarily saying that black male privilege is equivalent to white privilege. What she was saying is that the person who was afforded the privilege does not necessarily see their privilege as those who are affected by the privilege, right? So white people don't see their privilege in the face of black folk where it's incredibly obvious to black folk and the same holds true for, or could potentially hold true for black men and their privilege in the world versus how women perceive their privilege. So what she created was the black male privileges checklist and she broke it down into different categories, leadership in politics, beauty, sex and sexuality, popular culture, attitudes and ideologies, sports, and also uh, diaspora and global communications and language, relationships, church and religious traditions, fit blah, 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 blah. So I just used my privilege right there by saying blah, blah, blah. Because <laughs> she's fucking droning on. No, I'm just joking. Let's start with... Uh, I'll start with uh, physical safety, Alex. For there you go. For how much? For 200. Let's do sex and sexuality <laughs> for 2,000. <000. laughs> I can purchase pornography that typically shows men defiling women by the common practice of the money shot. Is Ooh. that a privilege? That is, is that a privilege because women can see men groveling for affection on that same website. What website are you on? Exactly. <laughs> He's on groveling.com. <laughs> no, you can, you can find... You can find a you can find a man on his knees with a collar and a leash on any of these same websites that you're looking at that at. That's my problem with her list. My her list was very specific about things that were very hard to necessarily cite immediately cite a response to what she was saying. But a lot of it was 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 the vilification of just me being as a man. And I'm glad you said that. An issue. I want to step away from the list because you did say something in the chat that I wanted to address on the show. You felt that this list somehow emasculated you or attempted to emasculate you by the virtue of you just being a man. Please expound yeah, yeah, yeah. on this. So, so there yeah, was. I, I, 
I want to see where that was on the because I didn't see it necessarily in the list. Not that I thought that the li- that I thought that the list was a great definition of black black male privilege. So I don't have a problem on the whole with the list, and I don't have a problem with her feeling the way that she feels. But let's take the money shot. I didn't, and this is probably the, the bad a bad place to start. But you know, I'm just scrolling down and I'm looking. Um, I didn't invent and or create the money shot. That is part of the actual film. So they shoot the films in a certain way, just like you have in a regular film, you have a protagonist and you have a story arc and, you know, so, so pornography has a a story arc in porn. No, no, no. I'm saying in any movie, in any movie. I'm crying over here. No, no, no. Let me finish. Let me finish. finish. There's a protagonist. but, but, But pornography has a money shot built into it. I didn't event or create. That's not me leveraging my privilege. That's how the movie is created. So but that's it's I, created. This is how we know man. that this is finished. This is how we know this scene is over when the man is done. That is the privilege. Yes. But that's not a black man thing. It's that's not. a porn movie thing. That's not that's me. a man thing. That's a man thing. That's a man thing. That, but that, that's oh, that's how is. the that's how the movie was created. That wasn't me saying, "Well, I'm a black man, and black men are saying that this is the money shot." No, hold on. I, I read that list and I felt like, why am I, I why am I being blamed for this? But then it's not about it's not about yeah, being blamed. Exactly. It's not about being blamed for it. It's about what privilege do I enjoy without without having had to do anything to enjoy this privilege. Because I had to think about it, I had to think about it in the perspective of what am I able to enjoy without earning it? This thing just exists in the world and I participate in it and I get something out of it without having had to put anything into it. And does it somehow take away from somebody else? And th- these things, these, these, these things are real. Because we experience privilege just by being straight black men. There's this privilege. I think the alignment is actually Alaric just said it perfectly, is that it's straight black men. And that's where our privilege lies, right? So it's not that we created the the genre of the money shot, but we get to enjoy it from a perspective where the world sees it as this is the pinnacle of of the genre like that's what that's what defines for the most part pornography yeah and it's, and women don't have that same sort of expression in in the films sure they do it's, lesbian it's, porn. It's, all right, all right. Wait, it's not so celebrated let's, let's, let's be important right, wait, so wait, wait. the end of the end of the, the end of girl the scene on girl, is never like, <laughs> the end of the scene is never a woman has an orgasm in scene and girl That's on girl, the, right? They they they, they come right. and but, they and but, they but look, listen, listen to what you're saying. Talking about what you're saying, right? You, you we're we're not you're talking about only when it's women and women, right? Not when it's women and men. All right, so let's take it out of sex for a minute. So, let's take not, watching not women and women anyway. All right, I'm watching well, women not, and women. But but the thing is, it's like it's not it's not a judgment. It's not a judgment on us. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the a judgment on you. You're not you're not. You're not oppressing you're the women. Porn, in, you're not oppressing women by enjoying that, but understanding that her pleasure is not the focus of the film. That is a, okay. that is a benefit that we have 
that they don't have. The focus of pornography is not her pleasure. It's our pleasure. Right. Of that statement. Before we we move off of sex, I want to add one other, because I think this is a good one as well. I have the privilege of not wanting to be a virgin, but preferring that my wife or significant other be a virgin. Mm. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I can't speak to that one. No, but I, again, it's not our necessarily our personal experiences, but societally, yeah. it the expectation is that a man is not going to necessarily enter into a marriage as a virgin, but the expectation is that the woman should. So is he waiting f- to get married to have sex with her and hoping that she's a virgin? No, but this 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 is the double standard that we create in a society that w- it's it's okay we didn't for men create to- it. I want to know. I want my woman to know what she's doing, man. I don't want no fucking virgin, man. You know, I've never had sex with a virgin in my life. I've never been with a virgin in my life. Every woman I've been with has had had more experience than me or the same amount. Congratulations. But never been with a virgin. I've never wanted to be with one. I just thought it was... But but there is, and I'm I'm reading what Charlie says. I think she's right. The expectation is that a woman who sleeps with... Yeah. With with other, well, <laughs> you well, get a door prize. A slut maker. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, so a woman who sleeps with other men or multiple women, uh, if a, a man sleeps with multiple women, he's a player. He's celebrated. A woman becomes a whore if she has the same number of conquests. So that's the double standard that we are living in. Yeah, of course. I, I, I think that is society's, part of society's rule. It's not a rule that I live by. Um, <laughs> but I I, understand. I I don't know if you should frame it that way, but okay, yeah, okay. Right. No, uh, why why not? <laughs> At Alex, I like uh, my house of waffles horse, and and, and, yeah. sluts, right. uh, uh, and virgins. Uh, well, I, I, I would but, say, can, but can being you, around can you put being a around on that sentence, yeah, sure. So being around some of the women that I've known in my life that didn't define them. I know women who have had sex with a lot of men, but they were completely in control of that situation. They decided who they were going to fuck and who they were going to fuck. I mean, most women. It wasn't. It wasn't. No, 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 no. There's 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 definitely a difference between someone who's trying to gain acceptance from people by giving their bodies up. okay, And someone deciding that, oh, I like that. I'm going to have that. Mm -hmm. There's definitely a difference. Okay. So I've known women who are in control and of their own sexuality and, de- and decide what, what their sexual lives are going to be. And I would never even think that they would be considered a whore or a slut. Right. But would, if, you, if you two were put next to each other, which one would be seen as being promiscuous or the whore? Mm, yeah, I'm saying like that's the society rule, but I'm saying that that's not a rule that right, I you live personal. By. Okay, I got you. I, I got you. I, that, yeah, I was saying that I, it's not something that I I subscribe to, but I see that society says that in a lot of instances. I think it's also attached to religion too. You gotta you gotta kind of put religion in there too. I mean, it depends on the person's belief system, how rigid it is, uh, yeah. what their what their political affiliation all that all of that factors in this stuff i think it just creates frustrated human beings in this country See, because I, a lot of times I, these motherfuckers who don't want women to do a certain thing they want them i don't going on the opposite and getting what they want because this they, is not a system this is not a system we created this is a system that we live under but we also perpetuate it too because we don't want a it's woman indoctrination that has been run through nobody wants a woman that's been run through Run through. Listen, run listen, through. listen to the language he just used. Run, yes. yes. Run, 
Wow. Listen to the language Run, yeah, you just used. Yeah, yeah, that's and that's uh, www.decoding40.com. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so, so here's my <laughs> question. Here's my question. Here's, here's my here's my question. Is it the same when a man has a woman with ten partners and a woman has sex with ten partners? Is it the same? At We'd the like same to make time? it the same. We'd like to. Oh God, no. <laughs> On Not, the same night. <laughs> no, no. Let, let's oh. whatever period in a six month. Bang, bang. Why? Why not? <laughs> why would? Why wouldn't it? Is it the same? Is it the same? Why would? Do it we be perceive the it the same? Do we perceive it in the same way? A, I'm not counting my partner's partners like that. Yeah, there's certain things I don't want to know. I want to know if you can. That, no, it doesn't. Well, why don't you want to know? It doesn't Hold on. Defi- wait, no, no, no. It wait, doesn't wait, wait, define. Let's... It doesn't define her moral compass. That doesn't. That doesn't define her value system. Wait a minute, Vin. You said you don't want to know. Why don't you want to know? Because it's none of my business. Just like it's really none of her business. It's not that it's none of people. your business. Is it none of your business? Or is it because if you know she slept with 100 people, you're going to be in your feelings? I mean, at this point it, in the game, I wouldn't give a shit. No, I, I don't mean now. I'm just talking about when, when you, you were first in the met. dating process. Right. Yeah. Like now, whatever. When it is, I first met. I, I, I really, I don't know. I don't know. Honestly. I mean, I would, it, would, it would definitely make me think like Jesus. But at the same time, it depends on where Why I Why would it make you feel that way? Because of what I've been taught by society. So and yes, what were you taught? Effect. And hold on, wait. And that, what were you that taught? That a woman who is promiscuous is not no. a woman you want to marry. This That's is not about being, taught. being pr- promiscuous because because we're not saying she's promiscuous. We're just saying she has a lot of partners. Those are really two different things because you can have a lot of partners and not necessarily be promiscuous. You could have just yeah. been out here for a period of time. No, the example. Well, I'm not calling her. hundred people. I would call that being. She slept with hundred people, right? But if you're 35 and, and, you've having, and you've been having sex since you were 16. She got married a hundred times. She's not promiscuous. She's a serial marriager. But yeah, but (laughs) she's a merger. Um, Serial merger. Marriager. No, but but to its point, I I would love to hear your uh, answer to that question. Why didn't you want to know? So we started with, why didn't you want to know? And you was like, because um, I didn't want to know how many partners, whatever. So I'm not saying she's promiscuous. I'm saying she's had quite a few partners or, or she's had a hundred partners, whatever we consider quite a few, but she's had, she's had, she's had, let's just say she's had a hundred partners, but she's I, not promiscuous. I, she just dated a lot over the years. Hold on. Let him, I'm, let him ask. Him. I'm, I'm saying this. I am, you know, um, influenced by certain things in society, but it all depends on like what you, you don't have that. See, the thing is, is you don't have conversations like that on day one. I know I don't. I don't. I don't have no. Let me finish. You don't have questions like that on day one. You skirt. And when, no, I'm not mm-hmm. skirting it because you have to understand that that's well, not something that okay, you have on day one. So as, a, as, so, a, as no, a relationship so let's, goes on. Let's skip that. And let's just assume that, you know, maybe you're friends before you start dating. Maybe you know her before you start dating, but okay. you know that she's had 100 partners. So let's start with that premise and then move on from there. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know. I can't say. It depends on and if I'm her friend and I and I've known her and there's something there that I know that I that I care about, you gotta look past certain things because Being she, she's, gonna friend, know, she's gonna know she's gonna know my history as well. The friend shit is a cop out because being a friend implies there's a different level of understanding. Right. Than it is. With I'm answering what Rick just said. What do you okay, mean? Okay, yeah, but okay. Let's say you just know. You don't know who the guys are. She just says, right. you know what? Listen, I've had sex with a lot of guys, and you say how many? She says over a hundred, and you've only slept with however many you slept. I'm assuming it's not a hundred. Maybe it is. 
at that point, do you feel inadequate or do you feel like she belongs to the street at that point? (laughs) (laughs) She belongs to the streets. This nigga. I don't know, man. Honestly, it's a case by case basis, man, because everybody marries a whore somewhere. You know what I mean? That, that you don't know the chick that the chick that was a town whore. Could I, I be want the us to pay to. attention to the so, language that we're using because this is really kind of <laughs> highlighting what this woman has okay. outlined in now, this manifesto. Wait, wait. Let me move on She's to the a next town whore. She's a whore. I mean, you know. <laughs> All right. So a hundred, I, I'm I gonna, think no, a hundred dudes I, I, doesn't make her a whore. A hundred and one. That's a whole different story. <laughs> <laughs> and how many I, does does it take for a man? I don't know, man. I think a hundred partners in a year or two years is a lot, man, uh, male or female, right? And I'd be thinking about well, what's you're going on with you. You're a you're a bucket at that. What's point. going on? What's going on with you? Like this? What, what if either person has agency over their body and their sexuality, and that's what they enjoy? I would say that there's a there's something that somebody's trying to fill with that many partners in a short period of time. There, okay. There's a, there's 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 a, there's a a psychological piece to that. There's there's a right. there's a there's a void trying to be. Wait, so let's put, by. let's put a pin on this. Yeah, let's I'm trying to get on as this. many nuts as possible. That's exactly. It's Friday. Right, so let's let's put <laughs> let's well, put a well, pin in this. That's on, wait, wait, that's not on. that's not normal for men or women. Mm, speak for yourself, homeboy. Word. <laughs> Let, let's put a pin in this and flip this. Okay. So right. And and I, I'm going to pull in Kevin Samuels here just because he said something similar to this really? next piece. Wait, mate, just just stay with me. Just stay with me. All right. So number 30 on her checklist is I can easily imagine that most of the artists in hip hop are members of my sex. And that makes me a person of privilege. So I was listening to Kevin Samuels recently. And what he said was, is that he was talking about STEM careers, right? Science, technologies, engineering, and math. And there was this whole debate with the woman about, you know, why, you know, women aren't treated equally and whatever. And he was saying a lot of women don't choose that career. They don't, they make a choice to not choose that career over and above. There are the women that are in that. And I'm going to say the same thing for rapper, right? I don't think there's a, I don't think if there's a hundred women, I don't think 80 of them are going for rapper. So that's not privilege. That's choice. What? And there's nothing wrong with wait, that. Wait, 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 wait. Because let's add a little context to that. Let's add a little context Because but, in hip hop, to be successful as a woman, you have to go the route of Cardi B, Nicki Minaj, et cetera, et cetera. The number of Rhapsodies, the number of Bahamadias are very few and far in between. So there is a societal pressure that says, if you're going to be in this industry, you have to follow this mode. And that is privilege. And even though the men, they can pretty much be whoever they want to be and still have a successful career because you can have a Talib Kweli, you can have a Method Man, you can have a, a, a MF Doom, rest in peace. You can have all these different types of approaches to the culture and not have to feel pressured, even though there's some pressure in terms of what's happening with this mumble rap and all the guns and all that other stuff, they don't have to necessarily be pitted in these two little categories of artists. Either you are a sex kitten or you are a thugged out looking boy, boy, tomboy. Right, but there are artists out here that don't fit in. There's You you do have Lady London's out here. You do have... uh, 
uh, Lady, what's her name? She's incredible. It's just, Chicks it's with Lady sister. Dicks. No, she's out here rapping. She's out right, here rapping. She's rapping on IG. So, but so what? She's got, so that's how it starts. She wants to be on the radio. She's been doing that for a couple years now. She's incredible, but she's dope. That's my so point. Don't say that she's she, dope. She can't do it. And yeah. she can't get the type so, of so, commercial no, what, what, play that these other rappers are getting. I, I'm, I, I'm so upset with myself. I can't remember. What's the sister that's, that rolls with uh, Fat Joe? See, that's that's the problem. Cardi B, you know, straight off the right, bat. Right, exactly. Remy you Ma. Know, no, Meg, I, you, Remy know, Ma. You, know, you know Meg the Stallion, right? I right. know Remy Ma, too. Without, I just, without pause. I'm, you didn't know I Remy Ma. I had to tell it to you. You had to phone a friend. Stop it. <laughs> I did, but, that, but that's because I'm an old man, not because she's not dope. And my it's point not the, is... It has nothing to do with the level of dopeness, but what does it take? What sort of... You have to admit... I don't think Remy Ma you falls have in to the admit especially. No, or the, or the, or have the, you seen, the, have you seen, have you seen the boob job? Have you seen the boob? I was going to say that's, she, even she, she has taken some cues. Yes, come on, but she sets it up. Yeah. Okay, but, but, but here's, here's but number thirty is, says I can easily imagine that most of the artists in hip hop are members of my sex. That's not because, yes. but I'm not doing anything wrong because I'm a man and I'm experienced privilege. It's that's choice. It's choice. Okay, so it's not, it's not a blame game. It's not a blame game. That's that's so when you first initially read it, it sounds like the you're being blamed for the privilege you're experiencing. It's not your fault, but you do have to recognize your privilege and then you can analyze how you're going to use it. Okay, there's a reason why. So going back to Kevin Samuel's point, what he said was is there's a reason why there's not a lot of guys who are under uh the guys who fix the cables in the street. He goes, there's a reason why. He goes, why? it's not because women can't do the job. It's just that women don't want to be in this dusty environment with a hard, hard hat underneath no. the ground. That's bullshit. Having, having asphalt blown Stop into their bullshit. face Stop at 3 o'clock in the morning. Let me, let me tell you why that's bullshit. I'm sorry. That's, that's, I don't saying. That's like saying black people don't want to be in the carpenters union because there's too much dust at, uh, from, 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 from wood shavings. That's bullshit. They're being locked out. You think a woman who is working in McDonald's or working in uh, Wendy's to try to get money for her kids wouldn't prefer a union job with a higher paying wage, doing less dirty shit, but they're being locked out. That's the thing. It's like we have to understand the this this privilege there. And it's not even black privilege at that point. That's white privilege because they control the union. We can't get in. When I go over the bridge between Manhattan and New York, there's a ton of people out there working on a bridge. I now see a tremendous amount of people from the Caribbean out there, all union jobs on that bridge. A lot, not all of them, but a lot of them out there, West Indian. And usually there's one woman out there holding the holding the flag, stop sign. And sometimes she's carrying stuff, whatever the case may be. And I've worked those jobs. I used to work construction. I used to do roofing. And I remember when I was doing those roofing jobs, those roofing jobs, when I was when I was like 15, 16, that roofing job that I had paid a lot of money. Dude, you're 47 years old. Yo, That's a long uh, time ago. Yo, are you suggesting there are no women that want to take those jobs? No, I'm not I'm not saying that there are no are women. Are you saying I'm that saying it's equal opportunity less, for them to I'm get those jobs? I'm saying there's less women that want those jobs. No, no, I just no, asked no. you that. Do you think there you are equal no opportunities for women to no get women. those jobs? 
equal opportunity for women. There to are get less women who are desirous of that. That's not what I asked you. I said, I do think you think there's fact. equal opportunity I, oh for women? It's not a fact. But do you think there's equal opportunity for women to get those jobs? Are there equal amount? Wait, let me ask you a question. Are there equal no. amount of men? Can you answer my question first? Ask your question. Again. He's going with the Socratic method. He's going to ask a question. Do you think question. there's equal opportunity for women to get those jobs? I'm not sure. I'm going to probably say no. I do not think there are. But I that's, also. But that's but, the point. But I also think there's 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 not an equal amount of women to men in ratio who doesn't have those to be jobs. Doesn't so have they to be. What, what are you basing that on? The amount of people that have the job. No, I'm not. I, what, are you basing, the what are you basing it on? It that was actually. I, I, I honestly, I'm basing that on super facts, 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 facts. Yes, around, I think that's around super the facts. multiples, the yeah. multiples of women that I know. There's very few women that I know that want to pick up and go lay, that want to go lay ass. For wow, me. that's an incredible fallacy of logic. But okay, okay. I if if you are a woman listening to this podcast and you want to lay asphalt, I said give me further a call. fallacy of logic. But go on, give me a call and we'll figure it out. But but I don't know. <laughs> yes, that's true. I, we do know one that would go lay asphalt. Um, the producer of the show, I wanted one of the assistants to the show. But that is the exception. I don't think that that is the that is the rule. What when you look at when you look at the jobs, the opportunities, yeah. and the amount that they pay, I think you if if those opportunities were equally accessible, I think a lot more women would take those jobs. All right. I think that uh, I think that women are would would possibly take those jobs. But the thing is, I want to put this to the test and I don't know how to do that. It's not a blame game. I want to put that to the test and I don't know how to do that. I really want to put it to a test. I really want to... Here's a a simple way to evaluate whether that's true or not. If you look at the 1970s and the amount of women who were in in the construction business as laborers, and you look at 2021, the amount of women who are in construction and day laborers, has that number increased? And has that number increased because now women are more handy or are the opportunities for them to be in those jobs increased? I would love to see in 20, I would love to see in 2020, 2021 pandemic, all things considered, I would love to see the number of applications for construction jobs that women are applying for versus the number of men. Versus the number of men that did that in 1990 versus the number of men that did that in 1970. That's what I would love to see that and see if there's a stark increase against what you guys were. We're at 50 50. Or are we still are we up to all the way up to 15 percent or 20 percent? The thing is, the, the result of that could still be constricted by the male female dynamic. Right. Because yeah. if women are discouraged to go into that industry it's going to skew the number of people who actually apply for those jobs. Because there's no jobs for you there. Right. I, I agree. I, I, I don't disagree with that. I don't, I can tell you multiple jobs that I've had that women have been discouraged from even applying for. Just like there's jobs that I've had that I've been. The problem is, is that oh, you're only yeah. seeing, you're only seeing what is immediately around you. You're not seeing right anything. Be, but, I, but that's you're what not I'm saying. Seeing, look it I'm, up. Not, I'm, look, I'm, I'm saying look not, it up. You're I'm not, gonna, I'm you're not you. looking at anything that's beyond your own experience. I'm going to tell you right but now. But you all have women in your lives, and I know there's speaking certain from, jobs that they would not do. Let so me tell you, you guys, something. Come speaking, on, this is genuine. Speaking from experience, 
there are more women now becoming train operators and conductors than there ever was. Because back in the day, no women did that job. But now what I see personally is an increase in a lot of women taking that job or taking that test. A lot more female bus drivers. I don't know if it's 50-50, but it's a lot more than what you think it is, Mac. I'm telling you. I'm not saying that. I knew knew a bus driver that I dated a female bus driver 15, 20 years ago. My question is, is is it 50-50? Again, again, this has nothing nothing to do with your personal experiences. (laughs) He said, I dated a female bus driver. Yeah, I got to say that. But But with with this group, I got to say that. There's no discrimination happening. Well, what I'm saying is that what I'm seeing there's a lot more influx of females taking the job because what what levels the playing field in a certain sense with transit or a city job is that there's a test to be taken. And if you score well enough and you don't have any sort of physical things that is going to keep you from doing the job, then you have the job. And if you have the brain power to pass the course, then you good. And it's, it's based on your personal level of skills because Transit doesn't make it any easier for a woman than it does for a man because we're not we're not fucking shooting guns and 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 carrying uh you know certain equipment. It's not that deep. But there's no there's no special, you know, exception for a woman in transit. You gotta be able to climb the train just like a man climbs a train. And I've seen man But it wasn't always like that. Right. You weren't always given the opportunity to climb the train. And was there always a test? I'm sure the test was implemented yeah. to try to, to level the playing field. There was always a test? They, well, they started doing a test. They implemented a test in the last probably about three or four years. Because yeah, exactly. We, well, what's happening was before we would hire them, and then they get selected and put into a class, and we go out. And the first day what we go out is we'll go to a train yard, and we say, all right, we're going to show you how to climb a train. If you can't physically climb a train, man or woman, you can't do the job. So there is no special test for a woman. Like a woman doesn't climb no, a smaller uh, train. It's it's the same thing. Let me interrupt you. What what I'm asking or what I'm trying to get to is that prior to this testing, and you were saying that the positions were predominantly men, right? Mm-hmm. Were filled but predominantly by men. Was that because women did not want those jobs, or because they were discouraged from those jobs? Because I, I can't. I it's hard that. for me to. It's hard for me to believe that women don't want high-paying jobs as well that they could potentially be qualified for. I mean, it's it, you got you got to also factor in the, the 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 part that many men worked back then and it was a one-income household. But I would say now there's a lot more women women going out for the job than I've ever seen before, just from personal, just seeing the influx Look. of who's coming in. So you know, I'm I'm saying that a lot of those stigmas or those ceilings are being broken. It's just that. It's easier for a city job because you take a test. If you pass that test and get better than the next man, and fuck them, you don't. They don't get the job. It's harder in other industries, but for for All like right. an exam type of thing, it's it's not that hard. So sisters out here taking the job, and uh, that is your black male privilege checklist. I feel like we didn't even get to the yeah. We're scratching the, scratch the, the neck. Yeah, yeah. That's all right. We can talk about it again. We can, we can do a part two on this one, actually. All right. When I'm not filling up this slapping machine at 7-Eleven, I'm listening to Decoding 40 with my friends. Vashmush and Tashkush. Thank you. Quickly, let's go into 10 things that you might have missed because you're busy being black this week's. Also, I still hate the title of this segment. 
That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's great. That's great. Well, you are uh, you are too black for him to change the title, my friend. That, well, we, until you have something better, that's what we're going with. Until I'm a little lighter. Yes. I, that's right. That's right. Oh, you have a we caucus can- of white people. The artist the weekend is boycotting the Grammys, who snubbed him even though he had a wild, a rock star year, and one of his singles was at the top of the charts almost for the entire year. No comments. All right, twenty seconds. All right, Blue Ivy is the second youngest Grammy winner. Don't care. No one cares. All right, Kenneth Walker filed suit against Louisville and the others who shot his girlfriend Breonna Taylor. He filed Get suit. money. Man with one leg is asked why he parked in handicapped spot. Because I have one, one leg. Who asked the it question? Me. Uh, it was a, a motherfucker it was, uh, with no legs. It was a cop. It was a cop. <laughs> I'm more handicapped than you. I'm in a wheelchair. You still got one leg. Get out of here. <laughs> you think you're handicapped? You think you're fucking handicapped? You. Wait till I open up my van and I gotta pull out my elevator. <laughs> you hear that sound? That's the fucking lift. So get your one-legged ass out of my spot. <laughs> fucking up my ramp. <laughs> Fuck you. you one-legged yeah. prick ya. Yeah, prick ya. <laughs> I got no fucking legs. Wait, so how are you driving? <laughs> I drive with hands. I got little hand pills. No, this is a true story. I had a friend oh, of mine. No, I, got, right. I, about I got buttons. I got buttons. I got buttons, I got buttons you black bitch. It almost went left. That almost went left. <laughs> you, you black motherfucker. You black, black bitch. bitch. You fuck you. You fuck you. I don't got any legs. They got blown off of oh, Easy. <laughs> and I'm easy. angry. I'm mad. I'm mad. The man, the legend, Patrick Ewing, gets stopped by Madison Square Garden by security at MSG asking him who he is. I hope that motherfucker's fired. That's all I hope. I, I How hope- do you not? Is there anyone in New York City who was born and raised here who does not know who this guy is? That, that should have like, been part of your they, training. That should have been part of your training class. Been. They're probably in their 20s. Like you, like he should be the logo of MSG at this point. All right, he's not. It, it, they not. should show them a picture. Like these are all the Knicks in the nineties. Do not fuck with them. Like that's like John Starks or anybody. No, no, John Starks should be prohibited from walking back into the garden. Oh, that's Why? so disrespectful! Wow, no, he blew he blew that uh game for us. He was just jacking like twenty one threes. I think he hit like ten percent that night. He had John like Starks three. is also a legend. And he Absolutely, was one of the few. he dunked on he, Jordan. Thank you. He he yes. blew a championship for us. That's more important. Whatever, he posterized Jordan. No, what blew the champion was uh Char- fucking Charles what's Smith. his name? What's his name? Weak ass finger roll. Patrick Ewan's weak finger roll. He should have dunked the ball, but he had baby hands, and he and he tried to finger roll the shit, and then he missed the shot. Yeah, baby hands. Oh, maybe that's why they didn't six. let him in. That's why they didn't let him in. Uh, yeah, they said, "Listen, there, baby heads, get out of here." I need to be stopped dis- disrespecting uh, 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 you and 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 Stalks, man. All right, All right Cardi B, her single "Bodak Yellow" goes diamond, making her the first female rapper with the what title. What list is this? What list is this? Mm. Black man, I'm Casey Kasem. Black man, yeah. <laughs> Casey, black man. What, what number are we on? Black man sues the Hertz Corporation for not providing him with a rental receipt 
that kept him wrongly jailed for five years. OJ Simpson, so a, same thing. What? There was a card that he rented, and they wouldn't, because Hertz wouldn't provide him the receipt saying that he was in this car, he was in he was wrongly imprisoned for five years. But he doesn't well, even really believe in the suit, because he's only suing him for $25,000. So, but he was in prison for five years. Uh, for a murder charge, which he was finally, he was vindicated and released from, yes. And he only sought $25,000. Yeah, which is why I don't take it seriously. Like, why? All right. $25,000 or a six-pack. Good night, sir. <laughs> basically, <laughs> basically. Dr. Dre's ex-wife was denied a restraining order on him after he calls her a greedy bee on a recent song. Access! <laughs> <laughs> Extra. <laughs> Next thing is Cardi B. She's selling her vagina on TV. That's top ten. Okay. Come to the stage, guys. The name's Diamond. Shout out to Doctor. Shout out to Doctor Dre. Man, hold your billions, man. Hold your billions. All right. Two local basketball sportscasters called the players the N word on hot mics without apparently knowing they were being recorded. Oh, he knew he was being recorded. High school, you know. High school basketball. High school. High school basketball. High school basketball. Should they be fired? Absolutely. That's not even even an appropriate question. So so should they be fired? The question is, when did they get fired? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Controversial magazine Charlie Hebo has Queen Elizabeth kneeling on Meghan Markle's neck in new magazine cover. Should there be backlash? I don't give a fuck. Fuck about the Royals. All right. Why we do we care about the Royals? How dark I still haven't figured this out. Why do we care about them? We don't. They're trying to sell you news that says you care about it. Yes. We don't give yeah, a fuck. These are some of the most powerful people I'm in the world. Are they? Are they no, though? Not. My what do they do? What power do they wield? They're more I'm powerful than me. That's for sure. All right. Most powerful people in the world. Yo, they're essentially some of the most powerful people. They're, they're essentially a live show, uh, a reality show that gets paid to drum up tourism for London. Listen here, we're very powerful because we've got Diana killed in that tunnel. Never forget that, bitch. Somebody went dog oh, in this group. Oh I went dog. <laughs> the truth. I'm the queen. <laughs> <laughs> and the queen gets bitches killed. That's what I do. The queen murks bitches. I, the queen, wow. will kill bitches in tunnels, <laughs> in elevators. I don't Yo, play I... games. I'm the queen, bitch. <laughs> How do you like those apples? I will 007 your ass in a second. In a heartbeat. With a spot of tea after your tea, <laughs> you bitch. In the tunnel with that Arab, the both of you dead. Well, Merkel, what is Dear God, I hope that I am allowed back into London when I hit the touchdown. Yeah. All right. Ah, oh, nigga. Okay. Merkel, uh, I will toast your crumpets. <laughs> Hello. And your biscoffs. And your biscoffs. You like tell that Negro who likes biscoffs that we're gonna get him first. We're gonna crush his infrastructure. Who gave him all those biscoffs? 
And how dark is this child? <laughs> if it's anything above dark chocolate, get it. Off with his head. Off with his head. This has been Decoding 40. In and out. The show is over. Make sure you come to our Patreon page where we have no information. doesn't matter. Give us some money because we need your money. So everybody, good night and fuck yourselves and fuck Megan Markle. And this has been Decoding 40. Decoding 40.